0: This is literally everything, 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 everything. It's time to cut off all communication with the outside world. Dust off your old VCR and gather your collection of mixtapes.
1: Then tease those bangs, put on your favorite pair of leg warmers. The nostalgia bug has bitten, and we're here to scratch the itch. I'm Erin. I'm Odell. It's time to go back where we belong.
0: Welcome back, Gen Xers. Thanks for being here for the momentous day when we talk about the queen of the 80s and a lot of the 90s. And I think she still going <laughs> think she's still a queen. It's all about Madonna today. Yes.
1: She may not look the same. No. That she did back in 1991, but yeah, all about Madonna.
0: Yeah. We're going to chat about her documentary, Truth or Dare, but first we're going to travel back to May of 1991. And what yes. were you doing? Because I know with your mutant memory, you know, know. exactly what you were doing the day. I can tell was. you
1: exactly what I was doing. <laughs> so I had just finished up. Playing Annie and Annie in Chicago. I was back down in Houston to finish my sixth grade year of school. I did Cinderella, which was a big old like ego check. It was out at the same theater where I had done Annie before, but this time I was a pocket dragon (laughs) in Cinderella, which spoiler alert is not a big part. (laughs) That was heartbreaking
0: is that a made-up part or that's a real it's
1: like when cinderella sings in my own little corner they i don't know if this is in. this certainly is i've never seen this in any version but she has like this fantasy world that comes out and i was a pocket dragon is what they called it and it was the hottest costume i've ever worn they had to pack me with ice packs my God. Like, because the other kid, because there were two of us, <laughs> one was not enough. The other kid, like, passed out because <laughs> it was so hot. <laughs> so we were both, I mean, I was 12 years old. And so this was, or no, I, yeah, it was right before I turned 13. So this was right at the end. We used to, this was probably the last week of school, the last Friday of school, because we would end right at the beginning of June. And I was going into the, blockbuster musical that summer where I would star I can't say it seriously. I was going to star as Pearl in Starlight Express. A (laughs) non-skating version. (laughs) Which is the best part of that whole show. A non-skating version with a bunch of 12 and 13 year olds. And I had to wear a white unitard. That's what I was doing when this movie came out. Right. What were you doing?
0: So this was the month that I moved to Oregon for the first time. Okay. Because I graduated in 1990. I took that year off in May. It was Memorial Day. So right around this time, Memorial Day weekend, my mom and my grandpa loaded me up, drove me up to Oregon to live with my aunt and uncle. And I started work about a couple of weeks later, I think at the Golden Corral and love it was going to go to community college but then i think i mentioned this on another episode that i didn't have in state residency and we right. thought i'd be waived but i was outside the mile limitation cuz i was in another state but they still let idaho students go there but you had to be it was like boise west and i was gotcha. like another probably 120 miles east where am I? So I, oh
1: my gosh. I lived
0: there. I made my residence there. Like I had a mailing address, and then so I lived there for three months. Went back for a visit to Idaho. Ended up staying there for another like maybe seven months, and then moved back to Oregon and started school in ninety two. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I was in okay. Oregon, and I do remember when this movie came out. They were playing snippets. The music. Like when they cut to the concert and they would play some of the musical numbers on MTV to help oh, promote okay. The, and so that, the like a virgin was a big, big oh, one man. that they were showing. And I was like yeah. so shocked and appalled by her yeah. humping and it masturbating. So,
1: so scandalous shocking.
0: back then. Yeah.
1: So shocking back then. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, my friends and I, we were obsessed with this documentary obsessed. I did not see it in the theater, though. I didn't either. So it was at some point, I feel like it was more like the year after. I mean, that's what I feel like, because I know I was I was surprised when I saw it was released in 91. I really thought it was like 92, 93 even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw um, it in
0: 92.
1: Yeah, so it was definitely later. When it came like, on. I think it
0: was on DVD or else it was. They played it on HBO or something, and that's when I right. saw it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and I saw it around the time that she released her sex book.
0: Mm, so the, that's when she released the Erotica album. Yes. Sex, so, so I saw
1: Truth or Dare before, right before that. Got it. Got it. Um, because I remember being a little bit older, and I even have a picture of me. I'm like 14 years old, and there's four of my girlfriends sitting around me, and we've got the sex book open, <laughs> and like a parent took this picture, and we're all smiling like, hey! <laughs> a vag just like it open in the middle to madonna's <laughs> sex book
0: <laughs> yeah and i did obsessed, not have that obsessed. book
1: did you ever see it
0: i saw it oh, a friend of mine so had it
1: well like i want yeah. to get it again
0: <laughs> yeah it's out of print but i remember like where i live they didn't sell it so it was when <clears> i was at <throat> i think i think i was on in a university so like two or three years later after the book came out that i finally <laughs> saw it
1: yeah, this, I remember it at the bookstores being wrapped up. Mm-hmm. You couldn't open it. Mm-hmm. And then one of my friends, I don't know whose parent got it and was like, <laughs> sure, y'all can look at it. But someone did, someone's parent got it. And it was like literally a coffee table book. Yeah. Just nuts. So crazy. This time was so nuts.
0: It was. So, what was going on in May of 1991? Let
1: me tell you. So, this actually came out May 24th, Mm -hmm.
0: 1991.
1: And here are some things that happened. I looked like right, um, I looked basic. There was nothing going on like right before or during or Mm -hmm. right after. Everything was like beginning of May. So, one big thing that happened was Dallas aired its finale, which is one of the most watched finales of all time. Where it was kind of a, it's a wonderful life take (laughs) where J.R. Ewing had like lost everything and then was like feeling suicidal. And then he was shown a life if he had not been born, (laughs) like (laughs) straight out of It's a Wonderful Life. This is also the year or the month because in the documentary as well talk about she's with Warren Beatty Mm -hmm. well by the time it came out she was no longer with him right right and that right before the premiere Jose Canseco of the Yankees was seen leaving her apartment Mm -hmm. and so the entire crowd at Yankee Stadium sang like a virgin when he came out
0: (laughs) I remember that
1: do you remember that Mm -hmm. so freaking funny um, We also, this is some random trivia for you in case you were ever wondering about the world's largest burrito. <laughs> so this is when it was made. It was 1,126 pounds.
0: My God, that's a lot of farts. That is Burritos way too many fart. farts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> way too many farts. So yes, that is what was going on. So not a whole, I mean, you know, I think that this was also the month that H.W. Bush was uh, put in the hospital. Remember, he had the erratic heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and everyone was like, oh, my God, you know, mm-hmm. it's going go to go. I don't even remember. Oh, Quail was his vice president, right? I think so, yeah. Oh, it's going to go to Quail. We all thought he was going to die. So I remember that being that year. And one thing we'll talk about in just a little bit, it was also the month that the Will Rogers Follies opened on Broadway. All right. There you go. That's what was happening in May of 1991. Okay. God, I miss those days when all we were concerned about was a burrito, right? And who was leaving Madonna's apartment?
0: Yeah, and I couldn't, you know. The I, I went to the movies a lot, and I listened to a lot of music. Didn't watch a whole mm-hmm. lot of TV, and I, I guess I'll talk about this next week, but because I was looking at what was on TV in '95, and uh-huh. half those shows, I was like, I, I wasn't watching TV. Girl, we're going to talk friends. about,
1: like, yes. Apparently, next week with you and this mm-hmm. week with me. All right. So, that month, this is what I mainly want to talk about because that month I was looking at the top 10 songs.
0: Girl, mm-hmm.
1: oh, I didn't know any of these. <laughs> Hardly at all. This was the top 10 that that week that, of, of that May 24th when this was released. Mm-hmm. Number 10, Silent Lucidity by Queenswright. Mm-hmm. I don't know that song.
0: Really? It was no. played all the time. It's a slow one.
1: I have no idea what that is. Never heard of it. Love is a Wonderful Thing by Michael Bolton. Mm-hmm. I Want to Sex You Up by Color Me Bad. I, I knew that, that one. <laughs> Girl, we all remember that one. That's some baby making music. Or no, that's just down and dirty effing.
0: Mm. Here
1: We Go by CC Music Factory. CNC? Okay. CNC. CNC. I don't mm-hmm. even know. Okay. I Touch Myself, I knew that one. Yep, yep, that's <laughs> on my 90s playlist too. <laughs> uh, Rhythm of My Heart by Rod Stewart. I don't know that one. I Like the Way, The Kissing Game by Hi-Fi. I
0: vaguely remember that one.
1: More Than Words by Extreme, of, of course, course we all know that. <laughs> <laughs> the rapey song. The rapey song. Touch Me, All Night Long mm-hmm. by Kathy Dennis. Who the hell is Kathy Dennis? You know,
0: she was, you, oh. you, if you were gay, you'd probably know her. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> they played that, and then lot. I
1: the number one was "I Don't Want to Cry" by yeah. Mariah Carey. That's like the one Mariah Carey song. I don't know.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I no. That. Yeah.
1: So, I had to pick some songs for this playlist, which mm-hmm. actually was difficult for me.
0: Well, one of them when, could have been from Madonna.
1: Oh, I I really- have that one. Okay. But the first one. So mm-hmm. here's here's what I chose, and I okay. I hope you didn't choose it. And I think it was like it was in the early twenties. Okay. Rush Rush by Paul Abdul.
0: That's already on our playlist.
1: <laughs> Mother Scrap. Okay. Losing My Religion by R.E.M. was my okay. next one. All right. Okay. Okay. I really should look at that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mine is was number 40, You're in Love by Wilson Phillips.
1: Hey, okay, that's like the one Wilson Phillips song. I don't know.
0: <laughs> you'll probably know it if you hear it.
1: What the hell? Odell. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She'll see what I have to chat about and you'll understand. All right. So I picked... This is one of my favorite Madonna songs, and it never gets played. I realize I could have gone like, get people together. That's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have gone that way, but no, I went for slower and sentimental because okay. I freaking love this song. It's promised to Try.
0: I do like that one. You can't
1: hurt me now.
0: That one's Oh Father. No. Promise to Try is um the one that they play when she's at her mom's. Grade. When
1: she's at her mom's. Yeah. yeah. Like, little you can't girl. Hurt me, Oh, no. that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, yeah. that's the one I want.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. It's Promise to Try. Although we'll talk about this in a minute. I'm All sorry. Right. I am jumping ahead cuz this documentary has me so excited. So then I was looking for other like I did not watch much TV. Mm -hmm. I was looking at my soap plot lines and there were things (laughs) I did not remember that I was like, did I even watch soaps that year? (laughs) Surely I did. I never missed on all my children. And I was looking at, I mean, I was, I looked at McDonald's toys. I looked at top sellers for Christmas. I looked at so many things. So you know what I decided to do? What? Here's why I don't know any of those songs, Odell, is because I only listened to to Broadway. All right. (laughs) So I'm giving you the top 10 shows on Broadway in May of 1991. right.
0: And then then let's talk about any that we've seen.
1: Yes. That's what I figured we would do because, yeah. Okay. So I'll start with number 10. I'm going to see if you can name the top three. No, I doubt it. This will be, well, this will be a test. This should actually count as part of our trivia. (laughs) Number 10, Six Degrees of Separation. Never saw it. Never saw the movie with Will Smith. I only know six degrees because of Kevin Bacon.
0: <laughs> yeah. I saw the movie with Will Smith, but never saw the play. Think so.
1: <laughs> it made a real impact on you. Stucker
0: Channing's in it, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes, she is. Number nine was Lost in Yonkers, which I do love that play. I've
0: never seen it. That is a I'm fantastic familiar with it. play. Yeah, but never and hysterical.
1: Seen it. Number eight, The Secret Garden.
0: Never seen it. Oh my god.
1: That musical so much. I auditioned for the lead in that one. Um, obviously, I did not get it. <laughs> Number seven, Grand Hotel, big Houston guy, Tommy Toon. He, I think, directed it or choreographed it. That's the one that it.
0: they just relaunched a bit ago with Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick, right?
1: No, you are thinking of something else. It's another oh, that's similar a type Simon. Of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, it yeah. was a play. This yeah. is a musical. Okay. Number six, City of Angels. Did you ever see or hear that one?
0: No, but I know that you were in a production
1: I, <laughs> Yes. I did that show and I played like the buxom blonde, which, I mean, you know me, that's not me. <laughs> but back then, the, direct, the principal would have to approve, well, they still do have to approve the shows, right? Mm-mm. He approved it, but there were some lines that he was like, I don't, you can't say these things. And one of them was one of my lines. I, can't, I I played Mallory was her name, and you did like dual parts. Like half the show was in black and white,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: was really cool. It was like gray sets, and then everyone wore black and white. But the only red would be like lipstick, mm. and then the other half was in color.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: it's like this guy who's a writer, and what he's writing you see in black and white, and then his real life thing. It's really really cool. Okay, but um, one of the lines. And my song was, and now you've caught me in your bed, but he didn't want me to say in your bed because that was too suggestive. So I had to say, now you've caught me here instead, (laughs) even though guess where I was? In his bed. In his bed. (laughs) And I was wearing a black teddy. This is in high school. I'm a sophomore, a black teddy. And one of my friends had come up to me and she was like, hey, um his name is Mr. Driscoll. Mr. Driscoll came up to me and didn't know, like, he doesn't know you very well and he didn't know how to approach you, but he said he wants your boobs to be bigger for this part. And I was like, oh, oh, I see. Okay. And she said, he, he wants you to wear this. And it was foam that you would put light bulbs in. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's really weird. Um, okay. I mean, if that's what he wants. So I like, played with them and made them as round as I could and put them in my teddy Uh and like hit it just enough and went out and no one ever said anything. And then finally, my friend was like, oh my God, like I was just kidding. (laughs) Don't put foam in your breast. I wore it for the rest because my bubbies looked good with those, even though it was all foam. But it's a really great show. You should uh, see it sometime or watch. No one does it anymore. Mm -hmm. Number five was Will Will Rogers Follies, which was the big opener. I mean,
0: that
1: was an amazing show as well. I was obsessed with that. Number four. (laughs) It's the uh, kitten version of Starlight Express called Cats. Oh,
0: God, I have seen that.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, I did that show as well. That was my very first show but it was 20 minutes long. (laughs) It was a class show. I was six years old and they had too many students. And so there weren't enough cat names. So they named me mustard seed. (laughs) (laughs) And I told my friend that and she was like, was there one like named oregano? And I said, yes. (laughs) Parsley. And parsley. (laughs) Yes, yes, there was. I was mustard seed. Okay. Top three. Think about 1991. You don't even have to get these in order.
0: I don't even like my musical theater, um, Joseph.
1: Girl, that is not an epic musical.
0: (laughs) Um, Jesus Christ Superstar.
1: Girl, okay, I can't do (laughs) it.
0: I hated musicals because my grandmother only watched, like, when they would come on, Sound of Music, she would make me sit and watch that. And I I hated it. It's incredible. Oklahoma. Like, so. I wasn't into the old classic musicals. It wasn't until I saw Rent where I was like, oh, they can be cool that I started paying attention and then kind of went back and caught up like on Cabaret and Well, Chicago. these are three,
1: the, the top three, I know every single word to every single bit of it. All right, tell me. Number three, Les is. Okay,
0: yeah. Haven't seen it, but I do know that one. No, it's coming through Portland this year though, so I'm going to see it. And you're going to see it. hmm yeah.
1: I've seen that over 25 times. Yeah. Number two, Miss Saigon.
0: Seen that multiple times. Do love that one.
1: So oh, incredible. Yeah. And number one, it just closed on Broadway. Phantom, Phantom. of the Opera. Mm. Of course. I never Again, saw that either. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> why are we friends?
0: <laughs>
1: I can't. I love that you're like, Joseph.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, no! anything, Like I don't really have a an understanding of when things were actually released. <laughs> The, I was glued
1: rent. to my TV every June for the Tony Awards, glued to it to see the musical numbers. And then my mom and I had the tickets to Broadway series and to Tuts and all of the things down here that we could get to and saw every single show, like even inappropriate ones that I never should have been at. I saw them. And then when huge shows came through, like Les Mis, like that came every year for a while. Mm-hmm. you know even your uh, JC Superstar that you said was like huge on Broadway that uh, did come through every like the big musicals would come through mm-hmm. every single year it was kind of awesome so that's what I was listening to because I knew that if I listened to Les Mis starting at where my house was if I listened to it when I hit Columbus in my dad's car going to Kerrville I could listen to the whole thing from beginning to end <laughs> That was the span of the musical was Columbus to Kerrville, <laughs> so I did that every time. I would listen to just like '80s music, like old cassettes I'd have mm-hmm. until I got to Columbus, and I put in Lemas and listen to that.
0: Nice, yeah. See, every we time. didn't have theater, obviously, where I grew up in a town of 120 people. Mm-hmm. If you did see a show, they during I think it was Fourth of July, there was a big country thing over in this town called Oakley, and they did a community. Musical, and my grandma took That's me to one adorable. of those. I think they did Oklahoma, and I fell asleep. I hated it. But then I moved to Eastern Oregon, and it was like two and a half, three hours to Portland, so we never made it up here to see any touring shows. Right. And then I saw a bunch of stuff in college. I saw Rocky Horror, and I liked that. Right. And I was, you know, involved in some theater, but it was always straight shows that we did.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Never. Musicals that I was involved in until I got to Houston.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I was I was all musicals. All the other thing it. I did um, look up, and I don't know why I did because we were not big travelers. But I looked up the top like travel destination. Like I'm always curious, where did people go? Well, like what-, what was the big hot spot? You know, because when I mean for a long time it was Disney and things like that. You know, well. These were kind of interesting, the top des- like destinations mm-hmm. for vacations that are no longer top destinations. Okay. So one was Moscow, <laughs> Yeah. Which okay. I kind of get it, but people would mostly go to see Lennon's Tomb and McDonald's. Do you remember when the McDonald's opened over there?
0: It Vaguely. Huge yeah. deal. Yeah.
1: Huge. South Beach, which is not – it's a big spring break destination mm-hmm. for younger people, but it mm-hmm. is not – what it used to be, where yeah. everyone would go, like all ages. Acapulco. Okay.
0: And you Cancun. don't hear about people used to go, where are you going, Acapulco? Uh,
1: yes. Now no one goes <laughs> there anymore because it's one, the, one of the deadliest cities in Mexico mm-hmm. for tourists. And there's massive gang violence. So no one goes there. Cancun was on there. People will still go, but not families. Mm-hmm. That is not where they'll go. And then number one in the early 90s, Thank you, Crocodile Dundee, was Australia. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That is. But I don't know if it's, I mean, like now the, with the bushfires and all of that stuff, you know, still they're going to be regrowing from that forever. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons it's not as popular anymore. But I think also freaking money. Yeah. To get there is so expensive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. Those were the most. Did you ever go to any of those places?
0: No. 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 I
1: didn't even go to South Beach. Well, the gay club here, I did. <laughs>
0: right, but I did not go to
1: Florida. Yeah, I thought that was crazy. So, anyway, there you go. Interesting.
0: All right, that it.
1: You know what, Odell? What? Let's take a break right now. All right. Get, get. Dare chronicles Madonna's controversial 1990 Blonde Ambition international tour. The film is a behind-the-scenes look at Madonna's relationships with her dancers and crew, her then-boyfriend Warren Beatty, and her family and friends, achieving an intimate glimpse into the boundary-pushing singer's drive and individuality. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Damn. I...
0: Did you have the same response when you watched it this time as you did? pre? How how long had it been since you'd last seen it?
1: Oh, it's, at least 25 years. At yeah, it's least. It's been I least, mean...
0: at least 15 years for me. I remember watching it again at some point in Houston, and I believe I'd bought my house, which was in, what, 2008, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. I watched it again. I think it was on MTV or HBO, and I had it playing one day. It
1: it was at least mid nineties. I mean i mm-hmm. I watched it re- constantly when it first came out or when it was mm-hmm. first released, I guess. Um, on, you know, video or, or HBO or whatever, but I, it was only like compacted in that time. I never mm-hmm. really, which, but it, it says something that it has stuck with me. All of these years, for 30 years, it has stuck with me. Right. It's like a, I really want to see that again.
0: Yeah. For me, watching it again, it didn't have the same impact on me this time. In fact, who knew that the things people were offended by in 1991, which I didn't find shocking back then. I found, I was like, yeah, push the boundaries, challenge those, you know. Yeah. But- there were things in watching it this time around that I was offended by that weren't, that weren't
1: considered the same offensive. things that
0: people were offended by back then. Yeah. Like the one black dancer, the only straight male dancer using the F slur so flippantly. Yeah. Over and over and over again.
1: Supposedly he's come out since
0: then. I do remember that. And I was like, you are not straight. You were doing this for your daddy.
1: Yes. Right. <laughs> Oh my gosh, who reunited with him in Houston? Which was kind of crazy.
0: Is that I remember him saying something about Houston. Yeah, it was
1: when there, the tour was in Houston that he, his family, okay. I think, was from Baton Rouge, if I remember okay. right. And so, yeah, they reunited when he was in Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were. Well, I'll tell you what I remembered the most from it and what brought it up to me recently was I remember being like, God, I feel like there was a part. I knew that there was a part that I got really uncomfortable 30 years ago, Mm -hmm. but it was so brushed under the rug or swept under the rug, which was the sexual assault that happened to our making person.
0: Yeah. That was the other thing where I was like, why are you tossing this off? Yeah. Like, it's nothing and she was even acting like, "Well, I made a mistake." I'm like, well, "I'm never that's going the out alone again." For you.
1: right. I mean, it was a perfect capture of that mm-hmm. time. perfect. Like I'm almost happy it's kept in there, not happy that it happened at all.
0: Right, right.
1: But I'm so happy that it. we can like look back on that and be like, "Okay, that was really messed up."
0: Mhm. Because the dancer was like, "Yeah, she went out to a club that's the last thing she remembers. And she woke up this morning and her butt was bleeding. Yes. And then Madonna laughed. I was yes. Like... Yes. And then, then she says, well, you know what happened is she went out and she started popping off that she was working on my tour and people took advantage yeah. of her.
1: Yeah. I'm
0: like, so now we're putting the blame on her. Yes. Like, none of this is okay.
1: No. Well, and if you read like some things about Madonna, you know, she was sexually assaulted when she was in her early days in New York before she was famous. And she has always refused to think of herself as a victim or a survivor or anything, like does not even acknowledge that it was sexual assault, really. So knowing that now and looking at this then, I'm like, well, it's no surprise then that that's how she felt, you know, or feels, but really messed up. Like, it only seemed like, who was it, Oliver? I think it's the Oliver one.
0: Oliver was the straight.
1: Was he the straight dancer? Man, right? No, no, no. I could not. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I could not keep. The only one I knew was Slam.
0: <laughs> Slam. I thought
1: Slam he was, was so Oliver's. So gorgeous.
0: Wait, no. They the, the TV or the paper called Oliver Slam, but it, that was incorrect. Slam was someone else.
1: Okay, yeah. Slam was his real name's like Salim.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: Slam was like the beautiful chiseled like jaw and nose and everything. And he was the one who kissed Gabriel and it forced Gabriel to come out. Like he wasn't out and wasn't ready to talk about it or anything. Uh, Okay, Forced him to come out and at he begged Madonna to get rid of that footage. And she refused saying this is going to be the healthiest thing for you. And then he died just a few years later of AIDS related illness yeah but his mom said so they did a a, not a sequel
0: but they did another
1: documentary called strike a pose that gathered the dancers again Mm -hmm. and uh his mom was interviewed on that and she said yeah he was not ready to just like show the world you know he just wasn't ready for that but the dancers would get a lot of fan mail after that thanking them for Mm -hmm. you know just I mean, it was so, it was so taboo back then, yeah. you know?
0: I remember seeing this and remembering how loving she was to her gay dancers. Yes. And I was like, that's what I need to do. I need to be Madonna's backup dancer, <laughs> even though I had no dance well, experience.
1: workout, yes. But
0: obviously, I could take a couple of classes and I could be in her next tour. But I felt like, okay, there are people who will love me. Yeah. I mean, I didn't identify with those dancers. They were more flamboyant. I wasn't. But I saw that there was hope. So this also gave me that little extra push that like, yes, moving back to Oregon and going to college, doing all that shit is the right thing for me to get out of here. Right,
1: right. Yeah, I can absolutely see that. And I did love seeing, I mean, because it was, you know, coming out of the 80s, because this is 1991, so AIDS was still very, I mean, think of like Real World 3 or whatever that was mm-hmm. in San with Pedro, right?
0: Right, right.
1: AIDS and homosexuality was still very like scary to the norm and, mm-hmm. you know, they're mm-hmm. just spreading disease and... Absolutely, absolute ridiculousness. In fact, I remember that it wasn't until Magic Johnson tested mm-hmm. positive uh, for HIV. And then people finally shut up about it being just something gay men would get.
0: But then when he first came out with that, he people were accusing him of being yes. gay. Yes, otherwise
1: because otherwise how would he get he it? Had
0: this, right, exactly. Yeah.
1: So it wasn't until then that I mean, then it was like okay, so maybe we can take that stigma off of all Mm -hmm. of this. But yeah, so this was before that. This was still, you know, very controversial. And I loved seeing that part of it. And that's still, I remember having that feeling of her just kind of being a mama bird, you know, Mm -hmm. and taking care of her babies. And I still had that feeling watching it now. Like I, Mm -hmm. um. I mean, there was some, you know, of course, controversy, controversy and stuff afterwards about, you know, what exactly the dancers, I mean, I think that just when you have that fame come at you, everything's going to change. Yeah. You know, well, going into that week, let me tell you what the big, because this did make a splash at the box office. The budget was four and a half million mm-hmm. and it made 29 million. Wow. So it did really well. So, however, coming into that weekend, we had number 10 was R- A Rage in Harlem. I don't know. Okay. Number Oops. nine, Dances with Wolves. Okay. Starring, of course, Kevin Costner, who he had a bit part. Neat. He thought her show was neat. <laughs> and then number eight was Toy Soldiers. Number seven, A Kiss Before Dying. Number okay. six, Out for Justice. Number five, Silence of the Lambs. hmm Number 4, one good cop. Number 3, Oscar. Number 2, Switch. And number 1, FX2.
0: Wasn't Switch with um <laughs> Why did I just go blank? Robin Williams.
1: Mm, that doesn't sound at no, all. No, 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 no. It was Jimmy no. Smits and Ellen Barkin.
0: Okay, nope, don't know it. Yeah. No, I'm thinking no one Jack. <laughs> Jack. With Robin Williams, where he played the. Wasn't he like a little kid who. Jack. Yeah, Jack okay. with Robin Williams. Because of an unusual disorder that has aged him four times faster than a typical human being, a boy looks like a 40 year old man as he starts fifth grade at public school after being homeschooled. Oh, interesting. In 1996.
1: Okay. I've never. My God, that was right before Goodwill Hunting. He did Jack. <laughs> <laughs> right. What? Sounds. <laughs> unrealistic uh it got in an 85 percent score on Rotten Tomatoes okay um from Siskel or Ebert one of them (laughs) they gave him three and a half stars uh, which isn't bad for them at all right now this week because you know May 24th you're getting close to holiday weekend Mm -hmm. so there were some big releases uh well there were two big ones Thelma and Louise okay and then Backdraft which was huge oh yeah yeah. So, yeah. And then there was also Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken, Truly Madly Deeply, not the Savage Garden song, and Only the Lonely with John Candy. Those okay. were the other big ones released. I
0: remember Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. Wasn't that the one with a horse jumper? Like, it dove Probably. into a pool. Yeah, it was yeah. a Disney. Yeah.
1: It was. I think it was a mm-hmm. Disney. Um, so, this was directed by Alec Kashishian. Okay. Who has mostly done music videos. Like he did a bunch of Madonna's, Madonna videos. He also did videos for Fergie, Bobby Brown, Elton John, like everybody. He's done their music videos. And then Selena Gomez released a documentary called My Mind and Me, and he directed that.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: But funny, the person who was supposed to direct this was Mm -hmm. David Fincher. Really? Yes. He dropped out at the last second. Why? He was supposed to, I don't know why he dropped out, but I know that he had directed, oh my God, I don't, I don't know if it was her Vogue video, it was one of her big videos he had mm. directed and I think collaborated with, like, their plan was doing this together mm-hmm. and then he dropped. And wow. so she got this, this uh, Alec guy. So yeah, okay, overall thoughts. So did this impact you as much as it did back then?
0: Not this time around, the the one thing I noticed was like, I really, really, all the music that was in this, when, at this concert, was like my top Madonna songs. Yes. Because after this.
1: This tour was incredible. It
0: was amazing. And it kind of set the stage for the theatrics that we see in concerts now. Like Lady yes. Gaga and Pink. Lady, yep. Like Pink's last yeah. tour. That I went to Taylor Swift. Okay. Yeah. I haven't been to a Taylor Swift show, but so many, there's so many theatrics now. Yes. Where you, you yeah. it used to be, you just get someone standing and singing. I, yeah. But even now, when like the chicks, they stand and sing, but they've got all these lights and pyrotechnics the and projections. projections. Yeah. Yes. So this really set the stage for theatrics. Yeah. This and, was
1: storytelling. Yeah. It was incredible.
0: But like her I I just thinking back to her albums, like the albums that led up to this tour, because this was she released the Immaculate Collection right about mm-hmm. the same time. So we mm-hmm. just had I'm Breathless, the inspired by Dick Tracy album that she did. Right. And like a like a prayer. Like the those two albums were Which
1: is my favorite song of mm-hmm. all
0: time. By her, And then after this, we had Erotica, and then there was a mm-hmm. huge time off because she did Evita, and yes. then there was that downtime, then she did Ray of Light, which was good. Then she had yes. Music, which was good, and Confessions on a Dance Floor. And then I feel like after Confessions on a Dance Floor, things just kind of went. I,
1: I'm I just not don't as care into about any of her now. stuff. No. no,
0: like her old school Mm-mm. stuff, like her new tour, I would love, I saw her. Finally, when I first moved back to Portland, the October after I moved back in 2015, I took my cousin for her birthday because she and I used to lip sync to oh, Madonna. Do dance, too. And dance, Yeah, like we were obsessed with Madonna. So we finally got to see Madonna in concert on her last Rebel Heart. It was the Rebel Heart tour, mm-hmm. which was just amazing to see. And she was like at the time. 50 something. Like mid fifties, right. and she's dancing and jumping around on stage more than I can now in my early fifties.
1: <laughs> Hello, yes,
0: just a super fit. But it was just so cool to be there. But like going back and watching this, like the concert numbers here, I wish I would I had seen her tours earlier.
1: Oh God, I would have given anything. At this
0: one we got some of her old stuff, but it was a lot of mashups. So we had yeah. full versions of Material Girl and. She typically closes with holiday at least toward the end. Right. And we got a full version of burning up. But then everything else was kind of like
1: newer. Well,
0: she had revamped them to mm-hmm. and like remix them, but then they were also mashups. So like they were you just little snippets. Snip so we had into the groove with La Isla Bonita and something else. Like she did the Spanish right. remix where she put three of her songs together. So you weren't getting the full song. Right. So we didn't have as many of the classics as I would have. Like her new tour is supposed to be just all yes. the decades. And so I don't know if she's going to do a bunch of mashups or because she's got a well, lot. Well, you cover. know
1: what? I'll let you know. Please do. Because I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. This new one is the celebration tour. So, you mm-hmm. know, it's going to be like, I'm, I'm very, very excited about it. So I'll definitely let you know how it goes. I else. do
0: remember watching this though, because they did show this on HBO, the Blonde Ambition tour.
1: I remember watching it too. Mm-hmm.
0: But you can't and find it the, anymore because they released it on Laserdisc no. as well. And then now you can't find it. You can't buy a DVD of it. Nothing. I would love to see it.
1: I know. Now, what was your favorite song that she did? Like, what was your favorite of the, I mean, cause you know, we the like a virgin was like the big masturbation mm-hmm. thing on the bed and like, what was, what was your favorite, I guess, performance?
0: I love um, the mashup of Oh Father" and "Live to Tell."
1: Yes! Oh my God, I loved yeah. that with just her and that guy. I can't think of what his name is.
0: The really tall so, black guy. Yes, Because mm-hmm. he's the, the one guy from, she like used in the video? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I thought yep. so.
1: He is just a stunning, very tall man. I'm look it up right now, and he like. I mean, when she would, like, I, I, you know, she's, she has the giant cross and everything, and then she, like, gets on top of the, the, uh, the, I can't think of what it's called, but it's, like, at the altar, mm-hmm. you know, and he just picks her up and, like, spins her around, and they do all, um, it was Carlton, like, that's right? where you could tell, Carlton, yep. that's where you could tell she has a dance background,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, without, like, not just fun club dancing, but, like, a true dance background. Right. I loved that one, and I love, I don't know why I've always loved this, but the one with the chairs that keep people yeah, together. Yeah, I like that one, too. I the love them just walking down and, like, yes. And they're putting I thought that down was so down while she's cool. walking. Yes, yeah. I loved that. And that was the scene where her mic went out, and she was so mm-hmm. pissed During
0: off. During one of the shows, yeah. Holiday is one of my all-time favorite songs of hers. Like, it oh always, because, and there's not a whole lot to it that just repeats itself over and over, but it's so. Oh, Yeah. Poppy and upbeat and it's fun. Just fun
1: yeah. and isn't that when she was wearing the black and white? With with
0: the polka dots, yeah.
1: So stinking cute.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Her costumes in this show. Yeah, Jean Paul Gaultier. Her, oh, is he it?
0: Designed all of her costumes for the show. Oh, yeah, of
1: course he did. I just thought they were amazing. And like the men with those giant triangle boobs and like a virgin. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was so funny that like she was getting all you know because. I mean, they threatened to arrest her in Canada. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so funny that she was getting all the attention at that when I was like, do you see what the guys are doing behind her? <laughs> right. <laughs> Hello? Why is she getting... Now, what's funny is that I did read that all of the concert footage mm-hmm. that we actually see on stage was all done at one concert in Paris.
0: Mm-hmm. The final, that was her final show. Yeah. yeah. And that's where yeah, they shot so- the, the concert that they showed on... HBO. The blonde, was the,
1: yes. There.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I thought that was really like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. So that, because it makes you think, you know, you see her going to all these cities and stuff. You think you're seeing the one in that city, but no, mm-hmm. you're really not. So the, what was I going to tell Oh, Oliver, mm-hmm. Kevin, I don't remember him, and Gabriel all sued Madonna afterwards. Wow. For invasion of privacy, fraud and deceit, and intentional misrepresentation.
0: For what they did they, they say? lost. Yeah.
1: They lost. But um I mean just it was with the documentary. They said that they I mean
0: did I'm sure that they had to sign something that said you're going that's to that's exactly filmed. why they lost. Yeah.
1: yeah. So they knew it. I think that they just you know I don't think that people realize that especially with someone like Madonna, she has full total control. Right. And she has got Smart people around her who are going to protect her, no matter. I mean, like, just look at in the documentary, the people she had around mm-hmm. her, you know, protecting her, and they're all yes men. Yeah. That's one thing I noticed was them all like, just, oh, but you were so, I know that the energy was off, but oh yeah. my gosh, best you've done. Yep. But,
0: and she's a Leo. She loves that attention. They know that about oh, her. They yes. know all we got to do is stroke yeah. the ego and she's going to be okay. That's all we got to do. And
1: she's fine. Yeah.
0: But I also feel like you know people go into these situations like reality TV, and they do or they say yes. something, and then they come back and say, "Well, they edited it wrong," and maybe yes, they did edit, it, but you still said it right. You still said it, even if they cut off parts of that. You still said this, or you still did this. So if you know you're being filmed, yes. don't do anything that you think might come back to bite you in the ass. Which is why I could never be in a documentary because. I have a tendency to get cocky and my mouth just goes and I feel very powerful. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that.
1: Girl, I do it enough on these podcasts (laughs) where I'm just like, oh, crap, that's going to have to be edited. There's no way I'm not allowed to say that. I mean, and that's just with this. And there's no pressure of like a camera in my face. You know, I can't even imagine only if I was Madonna. Right. And had the right people around me that were going to protect me and not make me. But even though, like, she still put herself completely out there. I remember the one scene when I was younger that I always hated was just all of the stuff when she would have each of them in her bed, like, one at a time. Mm. I just thought that was very, it was so contrived.
0: It was. At the time, I remember thinking... Oh, she's really like she's bringing them in one by one and they're having their own little fun moment with her. I thought it yeah. was at the end of the tour she's giving them one little last moment with her.
1: One-on-one time, One-on-one right? time,
0: like being the mama bear that she is. Watching it this time it did feel very much very contrived and more like
1: yeah. an
0: attention-seeking type of thing. Yes. Then I did not like sincere. it.
1: I didn't like that part. And you know what? I agree. Like, when I was younger, I probably had, like, I want to be on Madonna's bed, like, gossiping Mm -hmm. with her. You know, it kind of had that slumber party feel. Mm -hmm. But this time, I really, I was like, oh, my God. If this isn't, like, a pay attention to me. Yeah. Kind of. It it was just, I didn't like that at all. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought, like, (laughs) there's that scene when. She's getting her makeup or something touched up, and Warren Beatty comes behind her and just puts his hands on her shoulders mm-hmm. and like looks into the mirror and then just walks mm-hmm. away. Ever since then, I'm not gonna lie, like what that showed me 30 years ago, I was like, "You are such a weirdo." <laughs> and the way that she talks to him, like you can tell she thinks, "Oh my god, why are you so freaking weird?" Yeah,
0: but also, I f- there was such an age difference, right, between them, was because she was Huge only 32 age at the time. And I feel like he. How
1: she was? Was 32. She was 32. I'm oh yep. yeah, you're right. She's in her early 60s now. Yeah. You're right.
0: So there was that age difference. And he, I, I, watching it this time around, I, I thought he's older. He doesn't need all this attention, but she loves attention. And right. he's kind of like, okay, I'm just going to let her do this. And I'm going to be yes. a part of it because I'm dating her, but I don't really want to be a part of it. So I'm going to sit over here in the corner and kind of. I actually
1: thing. felt more for him now mm-hmm. than 30 years ago. Now I was just like, yeah, I get it. right. right. <laughs> I relate to you the <laughs> most probably in this situation. That's Absolutely, probably yeah. what I would do. But you're right. I mean, they're, they, they had a very short-lived romance that mm-hmm. all just started because of Dick Tracy. And remember back then, he was like the playboy oh, yeah. of Hollywood. He, he was dated- like
0: the George Clooney.
1: Yes, he did not settle down until Annette Benning came yeah. around, and yeah. then he finally did. Like she locked that down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was very funny watching him. One of my favorite parts was when she's talking to her dad, who I just thought was so adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she's talking to him, and he's, she's like, "Well, what night are you coming?" And he goes, well, "I mean, whenever you can." You, you can get, get She was like, "I can get you tickets." <laughs> like,
0: this is my concert. This is my <laughs> tour. You to see me? I have. I, I am have Madonna.
1: <laughs> but then that's so weird when you think of like, she had just been living at home, you know, fifteen years before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, my daughter is fifteen years old, and I feel like she was born yesterday. Right. So imagine being her dad. And like it's Madonna's blonde ambition tour. Right. World tour. Right. She's the biggest star in the world. Mm-hmm. And that, that would just be the I can't even imagine that feeling. Because no. by the time this came out, all of my life that I really remembered, she was in it.
0: Right. Same hair. You know, she yeah. was huge. My formative years for sure. Yeah.
1: So it's weird like thinking, you know, it it really wasn't that long. <laughs> Right. I mean, this was 1991. When mm-hmm. did she? She didn't come onto the scene until the early 80s.
0: Early 80s, yeah, because she had just her self-titled album. But before that, she was in a group that had a song called "Sidewalk Talk." I forget the name of the group. Oh, I
1: knew nothing about this.
0: And then she did her breakout with Madonna. And then there was like a Virgin,
1: right? Album,
0: and then True Blue, and then oh,
1: that was the best one, like a prayer. True Blue was my favorite. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she had not honestly, when this documentary came out, she'd only been around maybe 10 years at the most. Mm-hmm. Kind of it was amazing. Like 82,
0: 83, when. Yeah. Yeah.
1: At the absolute most, it was 10 years, but she had definitely not been like Madonna that long, like she is now. Now she is Madonna.
0: Right. Sidewalk talk was a song written by Madonna and produced by Jelly Bean Benitez.
1: Oh. What was the
0: group? I don't know. This just says it's Jelly Bean. I thought she was part of a group before this, though.
1: I cannot imagine Madonna part of a group.
0: Let's take a break. I'll Google this yes. and then.
1: Okay, good. Get, get.
0: <laughs> Okay, she was part of a musical group titled called Breakfast Club.
1: You know, I've heard of that.
0: Their biggest hit single was right on track. It peaked at number seven on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100
1: chart. What year? Like, they continued after she left? Yes. I feel like I remember a band called Breakfast Club.
0: They formed in 1979.
1: So this was before the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Wow. Was that a term that was used often?
0: Maybe. This uh, this says in 2019, there was a docudrama titled Madonna and the Breakfast Club that was released on digital.
1: Very interesting. I did not know Very that. Yep.
0: Hmm. And then she struck out on her own. After performing as a drummer, guitarist, and vocalist in the rock bands Breakfast Club and Emmy... Madonna rose to solo stardom with her debut studio album, Madonna, in 1983. Like a Virgin in 1984, okay. True Blue in 1986, The Immaculate Collection in 1990.
1: Yeah, Blonde Ambition tour was basically the Immaculate Collection,
0: right? God, yeah. But it that was album, um, promoting. So good. This was the promotional tour for Like a Prayer and No. I'm Ambrose.
1: having a hard time remembering if they did Like a Prayer on this one.
0: They did, I believe I have the, the set list here. Let me, let me tell you what they sing. Please do. So it opened up with Express Yourself, Winning yes. to Open Your Heart, and Causing yes. a Commotion. Where's the Party? Like a Virgin, Like a Prayer. Okay. Live to Tell, Oh Father. Ugh. Papa, Don't Preach. Sooner or later, Hanky Panky. Now I'm Following You, Material Girl. Cherish Into the Groove Vogue Holiday Family Affair, Keep It Together.
1: Okay. Okay. God, that's a good set list. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are songs you know every single word to.
0: If they had thrown in Dress You Up, which is my one of my hands down, Dress You Up and Papa Don't Preach are two of my favorite Madonna songs.
1: Yeah. Ever. Do you know I had every song of that True Blue album which opened with Papa Don't Preach. Mm-hmm. So beautifully choreographed <laughs> <laughs> when I was like seven years old, six years old. <laughs> it was incredible.
0: That was, there were so many good songs on that one. Like Papa Don't Preach, Open Your Heart, Express Your Was Express Yourself on that. No. No, was that on, wasn't on it,
1: but uh, La Isla Bonita was on it. And I love that song.
0: Cherish, True Blue.
1: God, I love Cherish. I love I loved
0: the music video for Cherish because they
1: I were mermaids. Love Cherish. Yes, I loved Cherish. I loved Madonna. I mean, I just thought, God, everyone went as Madonna for Halloween at least once mm-hmm. during the 80s. Everyone, I did not. I Or was, if you were
0: me, you dressed up as Madonna in your grandma's basement. <laughs> oh my
1: God, I love it. I love it. Yeah, she just, I, God, I loved everything about this. I wanted that hair so badly to have it slicked up into that high pony, you know, have right. the fake hair with the... Mm-hmm the like bun wrap thing going around it and all and along that, and
0: that's so iconic i'm surprised that they that because she didn't have that hair when they filmed the version for the, the musical no for the concert for this show or for the blonde ambition
1: yeah she released. had her she curls. Had the curls yeah which i loved the curls with her polka dot outfit because mm-hmm. it was like so bouncy and mm-hmm. so adorable I remember that style being very, very popular, like early, early '90s, late '80s. Mm-hmm. That long sleeve with the the flare, mm-hmm. and then like the bell bottom kind yeah, of pants, kind like, of to kind of Bring back
0: the the '70s a bit, the disco. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh my god! I just remember loving that so much. Yeah. Oh god, this I swear, this documentary. Okay, so one thing I want to talk about. Okay. We're going to switch it up just a little bit. All right. We're going to recast it. Because I'm curious your thoughts on this. <laughs> well, <no. laughs> yes, but Tiffany is Madonna. No, I was thinking as I was watching it, I was like, let's do a genre. Um, not a genre. Sh- you know what?
0: <laughs> oh, no. So we're going to turn You're into s- a horror movie? <laughs>
1: no, we're going to do a gender switch. Okay. I saw a genre. I thought it said gender. No matter what. I want to do a gender switch. Okay. If you put a male artist in mm-hmm. where Madonna was okay, and you switch out the males and the females and everything, what do you think, like, having a woman in that position, I think that if a man had been in that position and did half the things she was doing with her dancers and all of that, what do you think that response would have been?
0: Well, I feel like we already had that with Hugh Hefner.
1: <laughs> we did. Kind he just of wasn't that with a, Hugh Hefner. He just
0: wasn't a musical artist. Um,
1: you well, know, I find it really fast because she, I mean, the way she was with her dance, and especially now, like after Me Too and all of that stuff, and the power dynamics.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hello, like it. It could only work. With a female in that oh, yeah. position. If it was a male in that position, oh my God.
0: Even if he had gotten away with it back then, now he would be
1: oh, he would butchered. Never. And think about how uncomfortable that would be watching it.
0: Yeah. I don't think it would have been... I, I don't feel like we would have seen that documentary. It would have been underground. Nope. And it would be something you could only find on the dark web now.
1: You know who I think could have actually gotten away with it? Yeah completely is prince
0: yeah maybe
1: and that's mainly just because of like the androgyny of prince. right right that's the only reason yeah but he's the one i think of like a lot of people would probably put michael jackson as like the the male madonna mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. i think prince much more so mm-hmm. as far as sexuality goes i never thought michael jackson was like Sexy. i was ne- i never wanted to fuck him no <laughs> you know no. Like, Prince, you can play your power dynamics on me. Totally fine. <laughs> I won't sue you because, my God, please. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think, I mean, I was just thinking if there was a man doing any of the stuff that she was doing in it yeah. with the people around her, that could never happen. No. I do kind of like want someone to challenge that. <laughs> I mean, just what would that look? I can't even, I can't even imagine what it would look like
0: even like a gay artist it still wouldn't fly cuz i'm thinking like what if Ricky Martin did that or
1: no yeah it just
0: would not fly
1: yeah no it would never work which is really interesting like i wonder if this documentary with a female like i wonder if this type of documentary would work with lady gaga I don't feel like it would. I feel like because it's such a timestamp of 1991 and because of whom, like even Lady Gaga, Mm -hmm. if she were to fuck up now, as much as people love her, I think that she would, she could easily be part of this cancel culture. Oh yeah. Whereas Madonna, I think.
0: She's already survived it.
1: She has survived. I mean, imagine if Madonna was, Madonna now like 1991 Madonna mm-hmm. was now mm-hmm. would we get away with this documentary would she be canceled
0: I think she would be I don't know I cuz I can't think in those terms cuz she's always been a part of me cuz I Madonna. I want to say yeah. you know the the f-slurs and her putting that out Willingly, Right. Because, you know, she had a hand in this movie and what was portrayed.
1: Of course. Yeah.
0: Letting that get out and showing because not only she can't say, well, that was Oliver or whatever his name is, his point of Mm -hmm. view. I had nothing to do Mm -hmm. with that. Well, you still let that out. And that's considered hate speech now. So I feel like there would be a huge backlash and it would probably be re-edited.
1: Yes. Can you ever see her? Because now she's, you know, 60-something-year-old Madonna, so she has no more Fs to give, right? Right. But the way the culture is now, I mean, so many statements would have to be released. You would have to go on your apology tour. You would have to do all of that, right? I can't see Madonna ever, ever at a point in her career where she would have done something like that.
0: No. And she's still, I mean, there have been things that she's done. Like, she's consistently ripping off other cultures, like cultural appropriation to oh the my max gosh, all she has. Yes. But, yes. and people call her out for it, but you don't, you don't hear anything from her. She, no. that time when the woman was, a, the big fan walked up to her and said, oh my God, I love you so much. And she gave her hydrangeas and she says, I abhor hydrangeas. And she turned and walked <laughs> off and people were saying she's a bitch. And so rather than say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. She films herself mm-hmm. taking some hydrangeas and beating the hydrangeas on her cupboard to basically shred them to say, I don't give two fucks. I hate hydrangeas, you know? So it's like, <laughs> I don't know that because she's done so many things that are there and I feel like they're shocking and then there's just offensive and she's done
1: both. Right. Yes.
0: Mainly for, sure. for attention. But the problem yeah. is, is she's never stepped up and admitted when she's... Done something that was really wrong.
1: Well, and it feels like she can get away with it right now because she's so much older. Right. But would she have gotten away with it now back when she was 32? Would 32 year old Madonna be in this culture now and survive? I I guess is the real question.
0: Because she was just, I mean, she was in a position of power. She hadn't yet done her sex book. So she was just starting to push. So she was just getting her feet wet. I feel like she would have been smacked down. Yeah. If this was happening now.
1: It's so hard to imagine though, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, that's who Madonna is. But would Madonna be canceled now?
0: (laughs) Right. And she's kind of at the point now where she's established herself as such an icon, even if the people who are sick of her and don't want anything to do with her... It doesn't matter. Like she's almost at the point where she can just toss it off to being a crazy old lady. <laughs> you know? Yes.
1: Right. Exactly. Like now she doesn't have to apologize for anything. She can totally go beat some hydrangeas in her kitchen. <laughs> because like we're just gonna be like, oh, well, I mean, it's Madonna. Right. She's 60 you know? something years old. If we saw a a documentary right now of a of Lady Gaga. Doing half the stuff that Madonna did, she. Lady Gaga is the only one I can think of that would even mm-hmm. come close mm-hmm. to being able to get away with it. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know that she could. But then I also can't imagine, like, a culture that doesn't have Madonna.
0: Yeah, you know what else <laughs> it's I thought really was weird funny. to think about. Hmm. Do you remember that? I think they were on the bus and they were talking about Nikki, one of her back backup singers. Like, yes. Here we are, Madonna World Tour 2025 and she's doing like a virgin, like she's an old lady. I'm like, we're only 2 2 years yes. away from that. Yes. And she's doing a that world tour That made now. me laugh out loud.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. And she and um D- uh, Donna.
0: Mm-hmm. Donna was her name, right? Yep, yeah, there's Donna and Nikki.
1: Donna and Nikki. They both went on. Like Donna did. She went on to try and have a solo career, mm-hmm. and she actually remade some of Madonna's songs
0: mm-hmm.
1: that she would sing backup on. Like, remember that song "Rain"?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that "Rain"? I yep. loved that it was on song. the erotic album.
1: Yeah, yes, and I love that you could see in the music video like Donna and Nikki were right there. You mm-hmm. know, I love that they were still with her. Mm-hmm. But they both—Nikki uh, actually sang backup for Donna when mm-hmm. she was trying to like. Get, you know, more into the Mm -hmm. business and stuff. And I did read that the makeup girl who had the sexual assault, Mm -hmm. uh, she was just arrested recently. (laughs) Why was she arrested? Oh, God. (sighs) I meant to hold on. Let me check because I remember Sharon Galt was her name. She was known as Mama Makeup. Mm Yes. Yes. What happened to her just recently? She she stabbed her sister with an umbrella. Oh,
0: my God. Why?
1: Yes. Does Allegedly. Okay. They got into some sort of domestic dispute, obviously. She was armed with a wooden clothes hanger and an umbrella. Damn. Oh, but she worked with um, Lady Gaga. There's a picture of her kissing her. She worked with Miley Cyrus like, she's done a lot of, I mean, she kept working, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah, it says it is that she and her sister lived together. It's not clear exactly what's, what prompted this. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she she stabbed her sister with a wooden umbrella. <laughs>
0: right. I love that it was a wooden umbrella. Like, she went full on 1884. Or on no, last...
1: it was a wooden hanger. So okay. sorry. Wooden hanger. Oh, well,
0: Joan Cropper and... would be proud.
1: An umbrella. (laughs) She was armed with both weapons, just so we're aware.
0: (laughs) She sounds like if someone broke into my house and took me by surprise, just grab whatever there. (laughs) Got an umbrella, a bat, and a bottle of shampoo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That definitely sounds like what it was. (laughs) Love it. Okay. Well, um, do you want to do trivia?
0: Sure. Let's lose some more. Okay, um, excellent. I've, I've got a new I tried rule to go too. a little
1: easy. Oh God, what? We're
0: going to do hands up so that we can prove that we're not googling anything. Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> no, whoever is answering. That's a
1: great idea. Yeah. Okay, okay, good because idea. I feel
0: like okay, we should we need to have something. I have to give myself some motivation to be smarter about these things. Not that it's going to happen, but I feel right. like at the end of the year. Whoever wins, the loser has to buy them a $25 Starbucks card.
1: Oh, I love that. Okay. I love that. Okay. So I picked ones that if you think about it, you <laughs> should get them. So we'll see.
0: I, I can already tell you that I've I found that anything in the 90s I'm I'm going to lose. So
1: Okay, well these might be a little better. Right. Okay. Well, these are 90s, I mean because we are in 91. What is the stage name of Robert Van Winkle? <laughs> Who in 1990... Oh, wait, no, no. Stop it. Do you know it? I'm (laughs) so sorry. Sorry, there was more to the question. I already know
0: it. I already know this one. Okay, who
1: is it? Who is it?
0: Vanilla Ice. There
1: you go. Okay. Yeah, I got one. The rest of it was just who in 1990 released the first hip-hop single to ever top the Billboard Hot 100. Okay. Okay. Whose 1991 album, Time, Love, and Tenderness, spawned four top 40 hits. Including a cover of Percy Sledge's When a Man Loves a Woman that reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100.
0: Michael Bolton, I'm not even going to put the (laughs) the timer on. Don't.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay, ready? Uh What entered low Earth orbit on April 25th, 1990, as the first of NASA's four great observatories?
0: The International Space Station.
1: (laughs) ET. Yes! No, not E.T. It was, if you think about it, you would have gotten it. Hubble Space Telescope. Oh, Hubble.
0: No, Sputnik was Russian, right?
1: That was Russian. (laughs) I'm going to start assuming that you're not going to get any of these. Okay. On June 3rd, 1992, what musical instrument did presidential candidate Bill Clinton play during a memorable appearance on the Arsenio Hall show?
0: Saxophone.
1: Yes. Oh my God. I thought for a second you weren't going to get it.
0: I don't remember that. At I, all. Really? Yeah.
1: That's like what made him, you know, people were like, ooh, my goodness. Amazing. Okay. God, these, I went so easy on you because I felt bad for well, all that you. Well, you should I'd because anyway. you're like,
0: it's more like 12 to 3, I think. So. Okay. Well, Even good. if I got all of these, I still wouldn't be anywhere close to you.
1: <laughs> Who received choreography credits for The Doors, Jerry Maguire, and American Beauty? And the Best Music Video Grammy in 1991 for her single "Opposites Attract." Paula Abdul. Yes, I <laughs> went way, way too far. I
0: shouldn't have even started the.
1: No, thing on that. that was ridiculous. All well, right. I got well, There four. you go. You got more. Congratulations. You're
0: still ahead. All right, God, is it time God. to spin the wheel?
1: It is time to spin the wheel. All right,
0: and you picked 93 to nine or no, 83 to 85,
1: 83 right? 83 to 85.
0: Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Ready?
1: Okay. Uh Uh-huh.
0: We are spinning. First movie is Silkwood.
1: Oh, (laughs) god! It's heavy. Okay.
0: I did see that, but it's been a long time. I saw it
1: years ago. Years and years and years ago. Be interesting to see if we
0: still have the same thoughts. Okay. Second. One... Reckless. I think that's what the that? um, Daryl Hannah Aiden Quinn. It's kind of nasty. Oh, oh, God. Okay.
1: School Aiden Quinn. Come Last on. one. Yeah, I
0: think you see his wiener in it too.
1: <gasps> nope, you just made my decision <laughs> easier. Go on.
0: St. Elmo's Fire. We almost had <gasps> Angel, the one about the, um, the Catholic schoolgirl who is a prostitute by night oh yeah almost stopped there damn Can't
1: it guess. damn it animals Fire. okay well i'm choosing saint animals Fire. okay
0: i have not seen that one in forever either
1: i have never seen that
0: one really
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah it's got some good
1: i mean i love the music from yeah, it but i've yeah. never seen it
0: has to me more judd nelson right rob Lowe. it's Amin got the like of it's is, basically everyone like yeah. the whole
1: isn't this the movie that like made the brat pack
0: kind of yeah yeah yeah
1: Okay. Yay. Awesome.
0: Okay, so next week, watching a little Seven, going back to nineteen ninety five, and then so two weeks from now, Saint Omo's Fire, a little man in yay. motion for you. All right, I do want to. I, I've been bad about calling this out. Please rate and subscribe. First of all, also I want to remind you that we have two other podcasts. I have a book focused podcast titled Just Read It Already. New episodes drop every Monday. And then Aaron and Conrad do another movie-themed podcast, this one, looking at, reviewing, watching, looking at, watching and reviewing, talking about AFI's Top 100 Movies. So that's on Tuesday, so check that out as well. Guess we'll go. Guess we're done. All right, guess so. Keep it together forever and ever.
1: (sighs) Keep people together.
0: You true blue material girls.
1: Oh, my God. I cherish you. (laughs) Uh Ah. we're on the borderline now. Just like a virgin. You know what? Like a prayer. My voice can take you there.
0: Oh, Father.
1: Oh, I will promise to try. We be better about this.
0: Oh, it's time for a holiday. Okay, we're going to go. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Please be sure to tell all of your friends about us, especially any fellow Gen Xers.
1: And don't forget to follow us on social media and your favorite podcast app. And be sure you're set to auto-download so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, leave us a five-star rating.
0: Don't forget to visit
1: backwherewebelong.com
0: to gain access to our ultimate playlists, pick up some merch, and do a deeper dive into all of our episodes. Thanks again.
1: We'll see you next week.